going to try to work the ball on the boundary. Tandem steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Again, not Jacksonville. Roethlisberger, ball pops three, rolling around, and it's scooped up. The speed of Telvin Smith. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jaguars. In Guckway, knocks it free, and a 50-yard return for Jacksonville with a penalty marker down. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's K Diggs here at the Scouting Report. We got Michael Barnett in the booth, you know, here to talk about some football games. Uh, maybe some even basketball if you want to talk about it. So, a couple good games last week, you know, I wasn't really surprised by some of the outcomes, but some really, you know, dropped my jaw. So, yeah, so let's start right away. First game of, the, of last weekend was on Saturday, Philadelphia and Atlanta. 15 to 10, Philadelphia was the final scorer. Uh, I wasn't really surprised with the way the game went. Uh, Nick Foles was the starting quarterback. Obviously, everybody knows that for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I expected Atlanta to win this game. Very disappointed. I thought they were a very disappointing team all season. They kind of played back down to their opponent every week. And I was not surprised that Philadelphia won this game, but I also was disappointed in the way Atlanta played. What do you have to say? Nick Foles. Yes. Think about him. Yeah. I mean, he's not mediocre. He started. Me- what, what do you mean not mediocre? He's he's he has a good resume. He's he's gotten wins. He has gotten against wins. good teams. So I never doubted that the Eagles were going to lose a step against a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Okay. So coming into that week, I kind of had an idea that they were going to beat the Falcons, but there's kind of a piece of me that in the back of my mind that thought the Falcons were going to pull it out. But when I see the score, exactly. If you uh, would have watched the Atlanta LA Rams game. You would have clearly thought that Atlanta would win this game against Philadelphia. The, I felt like the Rams win was actually very impressive by the Falcons. So I thought they would come into Philly and be ready to play. Um, I think they were ready to play. I think their defense was very underrated all season. It carried the team most weeks. If uh, if anybody paid attention to Atlanta, they clearly relied on their defense from some games, you know. Uh, but in reality, their offense was very disappointing this season. Julio Jones. One touchdown catch this season in the red zone. That's unbelievable. From Matt Ryan. And that, I just think that's a stat that pretty much sums their whole, up their whole season. Like, they were good, but not good enough. And I think that's what really did them in this year. I think they had the – basically, they were to still had the demons of last year's Super Bowl riding them all season. So, Philadelphia had a, had a great game plan for Nick Foles. And, you know – it was just their game. You know, looking at the stat chart, each team pretty much made each other on the field. Both had nine drives. You know, both total yards, about 25 yards in between. You know, you really wouldn't expect a game to be this close without one of the star quarterbacks. But like I said, Nick Foles is no joke. Well, that Eagles defensive line is no joke, and that's what really carried them this whole season. The Eagles as a unit aren't a joke. No, they're not. And I didn't say that. I just clearly felt like if the Eagles had Carson Wentz, we would be seeing a totally different playoff. Well, this game. would be a Super Bowl contender. I think they'd, they'd be, be in the they'd Super be Bowl. They'd be in the Super Bowl, no doubt, if Carson Wentz was playing. If we'd see another Patriots Eagles Super Bowl. See, that was a long time ago, and I don't really think back on that. I do. So it's just a it's just a game that I just don't really care about. To be completely honest, let's just go to the next game. Talk, speaking of those New England Patriots playing against Tennessee. This had 38-14 written all over it. 
I predicted that even before the game started. I was not surprised. Tennessee can't cover running backs or tight ends to save their life. And Bill Belichick exploited that 100%. And unfortunately, Mariota has never been that good. I've been saying this all. He had more, He had 15 picks this year, only 13 touchdowns. The guy can run a little bit. But overall, Mariota's not going to win you a football game in the playoffs against Tom Brady. That's how I've looked at this game. And, you know, my favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs, lost in a heartbreaker last week. And it was very unfortunate. Tennessee was one of the worst playoff teams to ever play, in my opinion. They were awful. And I don't know how Chiefs lost to them. What do you have to say? You know, Chiefs play the Titans. They're going to win that game nine times out of ten. Yes. And unfortunately, that week, that was just that one game. And, uh, you know, I w- we were both at that game. Yes, we were. And uh, it was an emotional roller coaster, you know? 100%. I uh, I believe the rest missed a few calls uh, yeah. in that forward progress. And when yeah. Marietta got sacked, it was definitely a fumble. Um, on- honestly, I think the person that really kind of let the fans down is the Chiefs kicker. <laughs> I mean, no one talks about it. No one he did miss a field goal. He missed a field goal. How many yards? Eh, 40. 40 yards. Maybe something like that. You're in the NFL. You know, you get paid to make field goals. And, yeah, it's a big game, but you're at your own stadium. You're at Arrowhead Stadium. You know, people live to play at that stadium. And when it's your home, there's really no excuse. Well, there's no excuse, but Travis Kelsey getting hurt really screwed up the whole Chiefs game plan. And, uh, like I said earlier, Tennessee can't cover tight ends. So, and we all knew Gronk was coming. And, well, Gronk, Gronk. We knew Gronk was going to get his. Kelsey was having a great game until he got hurt. He got a touchdown, start the the day off, and I just I'm not surprised at all. I mean, to be honest with you, Tennessee had no chance in this football game, and I'm going to state it again: they're one of the worst playoff teams to ever make it. it that's just my opinion. You know, there's not many 97 playoff teams that make it in the first place, so. To begin off, to for Kansas City to lose that football game, embarrassing, in my opinion. And I just like how New England just beat the beat the shit out of them, honestly. And that's how it worked out for you know, both sides. I was impressed with Danny Amendola. He had a pretty good game. He had eleven receptions for one hundred and twelve yards. You know, beginning of the week, I mean, beginning of the season when Edelman went down, I didn't really know what was going to happen to that receiver core. You know, because Edelman was kind of the heart. Well, and soul. they got Brandon Cooks. Exactly. But yeah. Honestly, you're not going to get the leadership you're going to get out of a Brandon Cooks like you would Julian Edelman. Cooks actually was very disappointing this season, if you think about it. I, you know, think of Tom Brady. Think of, you know, deep accuracy. You know, yeah. I'm, think, I'm thinking of a season when they had Randy Moss. and You think Brandon Cooks would have One of the Randy greatest season, deep threats. I didn't think he was going to have a season as good as yeah. Randy Moss, but I thought we were going to see something, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of nostalgic seeing Brandon Cooks Run a go, agree, run a go route and just absolutely leave someone in the dust. Well, he had a Tennessee defender beat, and Brady just overthrew him in yeah. Saturday's game. So, not saying Brady's still one hundred percent, but well, Brady might not be one hundred percent, but no one at this not, time yeah. of year is one hundred percent. So, exactly. I'm not going to make excuses for supposedly the goat quarterback Tom Brady. Just a good, Speaking just a of, good showing by the Patriots overall. We're not, yeah. we're not surprised. No, we're not. I just win it all. So, what's the next game? Oh, wow, Jacksonville Pittsburgh. There's a lot to talk about. Oh this my. Game. So what do you have to say about this game? <laughs> to be honest, I feel like I was the only person, well, me and Michael, 
felt like I, other than Jacksonville Jaguar fans were the one that gave the Jags a chance. I feel like everybody thought the Steelers were going to go all the way and even beat the Patriots, even though Patriots. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers thought they were going to beat the Patriots, and they still had to play Jacksonville. Pittsburgh Steelers did beat the Patriots in the season. I don't care what any ref says. As a Patriots fan, I'm here. I'm going to say it first. That was a catch, and Patriots should have another loss. If you think the Dez Bryant catch was a catch, you have to think Jesse James' catch was a catch. You can't go both. You can't go the other way on the one and the other way on the other. So, but to speak of uh, the Pittsburgh Jacksonville game, I can't believe it. Let, let me just tell you. Any, I did not expect Blake Bortles to go into Pittsburgh and put up 45 points. I'm telling you, when Blake Bortles is, when Blake Bortles is on his game, I mean, he the, had, ja- he the Jaguars are a scary team. He has because some help the, def- from the defense. The, the defense but. is there. Defense are going to be there every night. Well, it wasn't, though. See, that, that's, what's, that's what's stupid is that Pittsburgh still put up 42. <laughs> it's not like Jacksonville's defense was dominant. The fact that Blake Bortles made the plays that he had to really was the eye popper for me because. Jacksonville's defense didn't play that well. I mean, the stats show. Roethlisberger had five touchdowns. Antonio Brown, great game. On Not even 100% Antonio Brown, by the way. And Le'Veon Bell, good game, not great. They should have given the ball more, like always. Todd Haley, no longer the offensive coordinator there for a reason. No surprise. No, I'm not surprised either. He's a horrible offensive coordinator. But to be honest with you, I did not see this happening. Jacksonville, I give all the credit to them. And... What do you have to say about people? There's been a lot of reports saying Mike Tomlin should lose his job. What do you have to say about that one? Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. You know, when I think of a young Mike Tomlin, uh, I back the guy 100%. You know, he was doing some good things. He had some big shoes to fill. He did, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher is one of my favorite coaches of all time. You know, historic Steelers. You know, I love that. Steelers have had three coaches since 1970, which is a great stat to throw out there. So for anybody that's scared Tomlin is going to be out, I don't think they should be concerned considering that. But Mike Tomlin as a coach, you know, a lot of drama has been going on with this team lately. Uh, beginning of the season, you know, they were couldn't stay off the news. Mm. Uh, I've always kind of had some character questions about Mike Tomlin. Uh, not sure if you'll recall that time he uh, tried to trip one of the players on the field. And mm. I believe he got fined for that. But, you know... I don't think this is going to be his last season, but another season where they have potential like they did this season and just not finish it, I think we're not going to see him in Pittsburgh anymore. Well, I think here's a stat to throw out there. Uh, There's only been one coach in the NFL that has had more playoff wins than Mike Tomlin since 2008. That's Bill Belichick. So considering that Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat right now is absolute crazy because here's the thing. People hate Andy Reid. People hate Mike Tomlin. Because they never get it done. But in the reality, they do get it done. Andy Reid consistently gets his team in the postseason. And so does Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has had some weird games where his team doesn't show up against pretty bad opponents. But at the same time, he's always going to be in the playoffs. And they're always going to be a contention for a Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to quote the famous Billy Bean. Okay. He said, if you don't win the last game of the season, no one gives a shit what you accomplished. You're You're right. In the NFL, there's one goal. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Go big or go home. This is a business. No one cares about ticket sales. No one cares about jersey sales. No one cares about, oh, we made it to the playoffs. We did our best. 
Yeah, but whenever you're playing in a league. They're the greatest dynasty in the NFL. The Patriots are the greatest dynasty in the NFL right now. Right now. But the greatest So dynasty, there's only one the greatest, coach that's better than Mike Tomlin. And it's supposedly the greatest dynasty in the NFL. How many Super Bowls out of the six has Tomlin gotten the Steelers? He's won. He has one Super Bowl. Thank you. 2008 against Arizona. Exactly. But to sit here, that's one Super and Bowl Ross that a lot of teams and don't Ro- have. And Roethlisberger got him that Super Bowl, not Tomlin. San Antonio Holmes didn't have anything to do with that. Roethlisberger led that drive. He did. San Antonio Holmes caught like three passes on that drive for like 63 yards or something. No one's making that pass. I didn't say no one's making the pass. I'm saying it's San Antonio Holmes. You have to give him some credit as well. Obviously. Anyways, back to Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) If the Steelers let Leonard Fournette have three touchdowns, they're not going to win any night. To be honest, I was. He also had two touchdowns again in the first game, too, because Jacksonville beat him 30 to 9 in week five. Leonard Fournette, he's going to be. He's gonna be a star in this league. It, that's he, a close. That's a tough one. To say. He reminds me. He reminds me of an old school, just straight power back. And it's great to see that again. You just don't see that. You think of speed. Okay, backs that were drafted. Christian McCaffrey. What are they trying to do in Carolina right now? They're trying to convert well, they, him. They had the worst running game in the NFL. This exactly. Year. One of the worst. Not uh, even get me started on Carolina. No, we're not doing that one. And Jacksonville. Goes to Foxborough next week. Who would have thought Blake Boros will be starting an AFC championship game? Um, Jacksonville went from the fourth worst record in the NFL to the AFC championship game. So for any of you Cleveland Browns, New York Giants. It's possible. Indianapolis Colts, it is possible. It's possible. You just have to have a real, the number one defense in the NFL the next year. And you have to draft a top five running back in the NFL. It's possible, though. No one says it's not. In Cleveland, you've had your chances to get the number one position any year so yeah if you guys can name the last time the cleveland browns were in an nfl playoff game you get a free scouting report t-shirt you can help (laughs) you of course you get the t-shirt but i was just gonna say you could come anybody can come up to me and tell me and i'll give them a high five 100 percent unbelievable just tell me when it was it was against the pittsburgh steelers just tell me what year it was and i will high five you don't google it don't google it either if you google it doesn't count. <laughs> so back I, I'll know. to football. So we got the the game of the week. And if you didn't hear on our intro, the play of the week. Play of the year. Play nah, already. It's 2018. Yeah, or we can't go there yet. Play of the year. All right. We're going play of the year At already. At least play of the year NFL. Play of the year NFL, yes. But I I, unless my, something crazy that's happens. My number one, the next that's my weeks. number one in sports right now. Of course. We'll have our uh, year-ending podcast in this next December, and we'll come out with our plays of the year. That's number one right now, according to Kate Dick. So we'll stay keep you in touch on that one. So, unbelievable game. New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, I was shocked. Let me, let me put it this way. I was shocked the Saints came back. I thought the Vikings had them. And I thought there was no way the Saints could come back on one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they did. Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Vin- led a huge comeback. Vintage. Drew yeah, Brees. it was vintage. And not only was it vintage, but he also... See, I don't understand the Saints. They had the top, a top five running game in the NFL, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. And they didn't use any of them. Kamara the had playoffs. 11 carries for 43 yards. Unbelievable. He had a touchdown catch. But the Saints just gave up on the run game in the playoffs. 
They didn't run the ball at all against Carolina either. And Carolina, I'm not saying, well, Carolina has one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. But at the same time, you have these two power backs to give it to, not Kamara, more of a speed finesse guy, but Ingram, you lean on him in the postseason. And they just didn't do it. So I understand they almost won the game against the Vikings, but I also was completely shocked the Vikings would give up a lead of that size. So 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. For the Saints. And that, that's what I mean. And I'm not trying to sit here and say and that raises the a Vikings couple, didn't earn it. That raises but. a couple red flags for me for the Vikings. Okay, what are those? You got to finish ball games, which they did, but... No, they didn't. See, they miraculously. It was a miracle. Okay, they I agree with you. Did. Technically, they yeah. finished, but... There's, not really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's no reason to allow 17 points in the fourth quarter when you're... I up. don't care who who's the other quarterback. I don't care who's the other quarter. If you allow 17 points in the fourth quarter, you choked. You know, I, I'm i just going to say... I understand they got the win. That's good and all. But the play of the year, Stephon Diggs, They're shout playing out. a hungry Philadelphia Eagles this week. You say hungry. People are doubting the Eagles right now. Exactly. People are... I think the Eagles are favored to win this game, though. But... Minnesota's favored by three. Oh, Minnesota's favored? Okay, Minnesota is favored, so definitely they have the underdog mentality. And, you know, I don't know why. You know, I don't know how many times people are going to count this team out. I already counted them out like three times with Nick Foles, and they keep proving me wrong. So we're just going to go ahead and make our predictions. How about that? So Jacksonville, New England is the first game. Wow. Um, this is a tough one, but it shouldn't be. I, You know, I also... I think it's going to be 24-14 New England. I just don't see Jacksonville being able to put enough points on the board. Uh, I don't think that, I think Bill Belichick is going to make Blake Bortles beat the New England Patriots, and I just don't see that happening. I think Brady does enough, even with an injured hand, to to beat the Jacksonville defense. Telvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey, those guys are the real deal. They'll be back, but I just don't see it. I see New England winning this game. What about you? See, I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of have this feeling that the Jaguars are going to jump out to an early lead because I've been feeling we're going to see a flat Patriots in the first half. And they're all thinking, hey, we're playing the Jaguars this week. And that's not okay because you've seen what the Jaguars may able to do yeah. this season. I 100% agree. But obviously I'm going to say the Patriots are going to come out the victory and I'm going to say it's going to be 31-17 and we're going to see a late third quarter surge by Tom Brady, we're going to come back and get this. Okay. So you have New England winning the game too? 31-17. All right. So those are our predictions for this game. Our next game, we have Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. That's the nightcap to the championship Sunday. So I'm personally going to pick Minnesota. I was a, This was a toss-up. I know I just said people keep counting the Eagles out, but I just feel like uh, Minnesota's a better team. I feel like Case Keenum is better than Nick Foles, honestly. I know that's crazy what I'm saying right now. That Case Keenum is going to be the outlier in this game. Like, he's going to make the plays. Yeah, I never would have said that last year. But I think Minnesota's going to win the game. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen is going to make the plays. Latavius Murray on the, in the running game, going to get some good carries. Uh, Philadelphia is actually one of the worst run offenses in the NFL. People wouldn't see that, but they don't run the ball a lot. They actually ran the ball very well against Atlanta. But it's inc- incredible what uh, 
the Eagles have been able to do this season without Carson Wentz, but I got the Vikings 31-28. Late field goal is going to win this game. I do expect points to be put on the board. People are expecting a low-scoring game. I don't see it. I think the defenses, this time of year where teams start to get tired, you know, Minnesota is also coming off a huge win. Their defenses, they looked puzzled on the sidelines for most of the second half. And so I see the Vikings 31-28. What do you got? I'm going to have to agree with you with this one. I am uh, believe the Vikings are going to take this 28-13. to uh, You know, the Vikings are a very capable team when they play to their best capability. And I feel like right now the only thing that's holding them back is their self. And after the fourth quarter scare that they had last week, I feel like they're going to hold themselves to a whole new ceiling. I believe they're just going to bust through it. You know, I got someone from my high school, Anderson Deho, playing on the Vikings. So shout out to him, by the way. Shout out Deho, my boy, you know, getting picks and shit. But uh, I feel like they just want it. They're going to want it more this week, you know. And uh, the Eagles, the Eagles are going to want it too, but I just don't feel like they're healthy enough. That's what it comes down to is health in this time of year. But will this game matter to come Super Bowl time? I mean, well, we got are we are we gonna watch? Is the winner of this game the loser of the Super Bowl? That's a tough one. I'm not sure. You know, if it's New England, I expect New England to win both games. Do you think either of these teams can beat the Patriots right now? No, I don't. Are we predicting a Super Bowl right now? Well, we're not. We we'll get to that in our Super Bowl preview next week. Next Thursday is our next podcast. Tune in for that one. And so, that is it. Who would have thought the four quarterbacks in the in the championship games? You ready for this? Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, obviously the guy. Thirty-five postseason wins. I think that is what it is. It's incredible NFL record. I guess it. Players that you wouldn't even have expected starting to begin this year. I guess Blake Bortles, but people thought he would get benched eventually because he sucks. He still sucks. And I'm sorry to say it, Blake Bortles. Yes, you do suck. I heard saw your quote on ESPN the other day. Yes, you do suck. Don't compare yourself to LeBron either. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some basketball. What's going on this week in basketball? Well, it is Thursday, January 18th, and we got a couple games on tonight. We got the Celtics taking on the Sixers, you know. Well, you know, Kyrie's out for this game. But I think what we most want us to talk about is the all-star starters. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, starting at point guard. You see, I'm a huge John Wall fan. Always have been a huge John Wall fan. But Kyrie deserved it this season. Uh, Washington's way too inconsistent. Kyrie's on the best team in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference. So, I think Kyrie deserved it. What are your thoughts? Do you think Kyrie deserved it? I do. Yeah. To be honest, it was a bold move what he did in this offseason. Bold. It was very bold. Leaving the best player in the world. The Easily. Yeah. But I, I, can, I can agree with him on what he was trying to get across, that he didn't want to play under the shadow of LeBron James anymore, that he wanted to have a team to himself, which it's working out in his favor easily. Well, so far... The MVP of the Celtics is Brad Stevens. Honestly, I know a lot of people second best coach are going to say it's Kyrie. In the NBA. He's the second best coach in the NBA, hands down. We all know who's first, Greg Popovich. 2-0, baby. Represent. All right. Your starting shooting guard 
is DeMar DeRozan for the East. What do you have to say about that? DeMar DeRozan never seems to amaze me. Uh, you know, very consistent player coming out of Toronto. Toronto has always been a scrappy team from the East. You know, always worried me about when they played the Celtics, you know, OVO, got Drake on the sideline. You know, they're just a tough team. So I was not surprised to see DeMar DeRozan. No, DeMar DeRozan deserves it. Uh, Easily. DeMar DeRozan has had a couple 40-point games this season. He's on the second-best team in the East. Uh, And people sleep on Toronto all the time. But I I think what worries me the most is that this is DeMar DeRozan. This is as good as he's going to get. And I don't think that's good enough to win a title. So, But this is a very good team. Uh, You know, shout-out to Kyle Lowry, who... I think has actually made the biggest sacrifice on the team this season. He's given up a, a bulk of the load. He's given the ball to Demar a lot more. He's kind of more of their tough guy, their anchor this season, and I and I appreciate Kyle Lowry for that. So shout out to that. And we, of course, small, starting small forward, the King LeBron James. Obvious. That's just like the most obvious All Star. LeBron James could have a season averaging eight points and two rebounds and three assists and still make the starting lineup. He's not averaging that though. I'm saying. No, he would probably make it due to fan vote. Exactly. He is also the Easter Conference captain, so he will be selecting players to pick for his team. So I think that's very interesting. A little twist they did in the NBA All-Star game this season. Uh, LeBron, uh, 15th year, and he's having one of the best years of his career. I think it's remarkable. So what do you have to say about that? Great season. Great player. Do you think the Cavs will win the East? Do you think the Cavs will win the East? Not a chance. You don't think they'll win the East? I, this is, Who's going to beat them? Celtics. Okay, you got the Celtics. Celtics win the East again. Again? Okay, well, I just don't see it. Here's why. When you play against... You're going to have to beat LeBron James four times in a week. Just don't see it. That's all I got to say. I have no other argument. I'm just holding on to the fact that we got LeBron and nobody else does. And that's, that's basically what the Cavs have. And... They will definitely get swept by Golden State, but I just don't see it. All right, fourth, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak. Obvious. This man, the, the name explains it. He's a freak. He's amazing. And uh, he doesn't even know how to use his body yet. Milwaukee very disappointing this season, terrifying. Though, I will say. Very, very I think they're the seven or eight seed right now. Uh, they should be a lot better. But Giannis having a great season. Uh, I thought when they traded for Eric Bledsoe, they'd be a four, three or four seed, but they've been very, very disappointing. Uh, they don't try on defense enough. Uh, plus, they play down to their opponents. Very weird. Uh, the same could be said for Washington. They also play down to their opponent. A lot of teams this season, very disappointing, but Milwaukee, I think, is number one on my list for the most disappointing. Easy. All right. And starting center, we have Joel Embiid, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Um I did not. I don't like this one. I think Joel Embiid should not be a starter. I think Al Horford of Boston should be a starter for sure. Either him, or you can make the case for Andre Drummond. But I would still say Embiid or Horford, and I just think Horford has had the better season on the better team. Unfortunately, we're living in a world where popularity comes over play. It does, yes. And Al Horford is a better center than Joel Embiid, but you don't see Al Horford on commercials. You don't see him on social media. Joe Embiid's just 
I'm more a players person. Well, Al Horford, in my opinion, has been under the radar for most of his career. He's all of his a career. great player. And uh, you know, I was a huge. He does fan. all the small things. I was a huge fan when he was in Atlanta. Yeah, he, I Kim was more old San Antonio Spurs coach. Yeah. You know, he really molded his career early. Holzer, yeah. And I just think, uh, well, I just that's that's just the thing I don't like. Embiid, the very deserving All Star, just not a starter. So we're gonna go to the West now. Starting at point guard, Steph Curry. Well, that's an obvious one. You already know. He's the captain. We're not even going to talk about He's the captain, though. What do you have to say about that? Steph Curry is picking the team. So, is he going to choose Westbrook? You know what I mean? You know him and Durant. Durant's obviously going to be picked by Curry, right? Obviously. That snake. And then, they're going to have to pick somebody else. So, they're going to have to pick Westbrook eventually, right? They're not just going to let him sit there. No. you got to have Westbrook on your team for an all-star game. If not, Curry's going to catch a lot of heat from the NBA fans. Well, he's second second straight year. Westbrook's not a starter. What do you have to say about that? Do you think he got robbed again? or I do think he got robbed in terms of all-star. No, he starter. All-star he'll be an all-star. Starter. Yeah, he'll yeah. be an all-star. This being a starter. This is the MVP, the reigning MVP. And you think he should be a starter this year? Over, Over Steph Curry? Curry? Yes. But yes. All right. Much more exciting player to watch uh, in terms of all-star play. You know, threes get threes get boring in the All-Star game. Sorry, Steph. Here's the thing. Westbrook is 33rd in the NBA in field goal percentage. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's better than Steph Curry. I'm not saying you just want to see Westbrook in the game. Exactly. Okay. He's more of an all he's Well, he'll be in the game. Don't exactly. Worry about that. When you think yeah, of an All-Star so. player, you you want to see Westbrook before you see Steph. Yeah. Steph can barely dunk. This is an All-Star game. <laughs> so you want to see the highlights. Exactly. That's all we want to see. So we got shooting guard. The MVP of the NBA, in my opinion, James Harden. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> Obvious. Who else? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could they, put Clay you, you Thompson, could argue Clay Jimmy Thompson, Butler, but, but uh, James Harden is the No guy. one can do what James Harden no. can do with the basketball. No. So then we got Kevin Durant starting. Snake, obviously, though. But he's greatest one of the best. He's forward, the second best player in the NBA. Greatest small forward in the West. Yeah, obvious one. And uh, as power forward, Anthony Davis. I agree with that. Yes. You know, See, a lot of people were saying he shouldn't make it, but I I don't think Cousins should make it. That Cousins is the final starter for the West. Two Pelicans. Yeah, I just don't see it. I think LaMarcus Aldridge deserves it this season. I think Aldridge has carried the Spurs to the third best record in the West. He had 34 last night. The guy does it day in, day out. You know, Cousins, great season. I'm not saying he should be an all-star, but to be a starter, you have to be – just a little bit better, and I just think Cousins. I saw you miss a game winner last night. Uh, Anthony Davis has been going off, and you've only been what he very low field goal percentage. So I think Aldridge deserved the starter over Cousins, in my opinion. What do you have to say? I'm gonna have to disagree. You know, it hurts me as a Spurs fan. You know, but you know, we I don't never really been an Aldridge fan. He's a great player, but he's never really just had that wow factor, or like. Just take a game over like Boogie could. He doesn't bully people. Aldridge can hit a couple of fadeaways every now and then, but Boogie stuff. So Do you think they should be better? Do you think the Pelicans should be better? They're about three over five hundred right now. Do yes, you think they should be better. Yes, there's As no the, reason. There isn't a reason. I can tell you why though. Especially with acquiring Rondo. Rondo has well. Rondo's a perfect point guard for that team because exactly. you just feed him. Exactly. Feed him. Feed him. Feed him. No shoot. Feed the big man. Let the big man eat. I just don't think Holiday's very good at the two though. See Holiday. Very, very 
inconsistent. Doesn't really try enough. I don't like Holiday. I think he was an all-star back in 20, I think 2011, 2013, somewhere around there. He had one good season in Philadelphia. Then they traded him just like they traded everybody else. I just think it's dumb. I don't. I just don't think Holiday works at the two, and teams exploit it every night, every night. And so, that is, I think, a, a big problem. They also start each one more. I like each one more his game, but he's not a very good three. But so, you know, to be honest with you, and the Pelicans have just been a very disappointing team this season. And uh, so we're just going to switch gears a little bit. We didn't have a chance to talk about the college football national championship game. We were going to do a podcast last week, but it was delayed due to ice on the roads. We are here in Kansas, Baldwin City, Kansas. To be exact, BCK, baby. Baker yeah. University represent. Ba- Get Baker that 90 next year. Gessner. We are in Gessner. Room That's 48. It's a terrible building. But uh, hey, we ain't complaining. Football no. team getting that national championship next year. It's Kate Diggs, future center. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we're just out here. Yeah, so we're out here. Um, uh, basically, the national championship game. Tua Tagovailoa. He's obviously the guy that we talk about because he just led the game-winning touchdown. And he also came in the second half. But before any of this happened, can you believe the move That's what I'm talking that about. Alabama Crimson Tide made by taking... Nick Saban. It's all Nick Saban. Can you believe that they took Jalen Hurts out? I believe it 100%. Nick Saban is a guy that doesn't whoa, put up with the bullshit. Whoa, whoa, See, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts had, whoa. what, 30 yards in the first half? You have to pull him. And this is the thing that irritates me. I just feel like you shouldn't do that. I feel like you shouldn't pull your starting quarterback. But when you are desperate, you do it. And it, it made Alabama seem desperate. Didn't it make them seem desperate? To be honest, I don't feel like Crimson Tide's ever desperate. Well, they were desperate at that moment, in my opinion. Georgia basically took everything away from them. Jalen Hurts couldn't run, couldn't throw. Bo Scarborough never got going. They had to do something. They had to have a guy that could throw the football down the field. And Georgia is just as big, just as fast, just as strong. That is it. And that is the first time I have ever seen where I thought Georgia could out-physical Alabama and win the game because they almost did. But they made the move to a more finesse quarterback, and that is why they won the football game. Georgia was my team to beat Alabama Crimson Tide, so obviously as a fan of Georgia that night, it did hurt to uh, see a busted coverage to lose the game, especially off a sack to play before and knock him out of field goal range. That was all Tagovailoa, though. The guy looked off the safety... And threw a perfect pass. And I, that is what that's Jalen Hurts would never do that. That's not looking off safety. That's just a terrible play by the safety. You don't get. You, you yeah, just, but Jalen Hurts doesn't make that throw. They don't trust Jalen Hurts to make the throw. What, is, Jalen, you, is Jalen Hurts going to be wearing the Crimson uniform next no, season? No, of course Where's not. He he's gone. He's, Where's he he's going? somewhere. He's, See, you can't lose your job in the national championship game and then expect to come back. You're hearing it. You're going to hear it here first. You're going to see Jalen Hurts in an FAU uniform next year. Oh, okay. Playing under Lane Kiffin. You realize they just hired Charlie Weiss's son today? I had that. FAU's uh, making moves. So apparently you could just be Bill Belichick's – so you could be a coach of Bill Belichick's son and you'll still get a job. It's unbelievable. I need to hit Bill Belichick up for a job because this guy 
just makes jobs come out of nowhere. Like, who the hell is Charlie Weiss's son? No one even knows who the guy is, and he got a job today. But I do not expect Jalen Hurts to be in an F.A. uniform next season. You, you heard it here first. It's yeah, I heard it from K. Dix, but I do not see it. I think he's going to be in another SEC uniform. I think he'll be – I can see Tennessee. Tennessee, Vandy, they need a quarterback. So I, just, I could see that, but I just don't see – are you kidding me? FAU? Jalen Hurts, you really got fell that far. Anyway, we're not Lane Kiffin. It, a fall. it is a fall. Lane Kiffin, you fell. You went from a a big, prosperous position at Alabama to nothing. And no one even cares how good FAU is. This is how I look at college football. It's a bunch of bullshit. No one wants to watch all these bowl games unless your team is in it. I watched every bowl game. You're lying. I swear. Everyone I It's could. around Christmas and New Year's Eve. Exactly. No one gives a fuck about Missouri, Texas. And I'm sorry because this guy is a huge Texas Longhorn fan. But Tom s- Herman, don't listen to any of this. I know you're going to listen. But to sit Hook here and to say. But uh, I think this man is just a little salty because he is a uh, Missouri uh he used to live in the good old state of Missouri, and he is a, a good friend of the quarterback of Missouri. And uh, to be honest, he's just a little salty about the dub. No secure in the bag here, but if you say you don't watch any of the bowl games, you are out of your mind. See, the bowl games don't matter. Classic games. The only games that Big matter. moments happen in college The only football. games that matter are the Final Four games. That's the only thing with anything on the line. You're basically just playing a game to say, hoorah, we won. And I just think it's stupid. You need to have more teams in the playoff. You got to have games that matter. And I'm sorry, no one even watched Ohio State USC. That would have been a prestigious game. Any other time of the year except that time of year. No one cared. It was a Friday night. I was working. No one cared. And that is just a, that's just the reality of Cotton Bowl needs to have more at stake than just hoorah we won the game. And in all fairness, opinion. though, you are not as big. As a college football backer, I'm as you are an NFL backer, I'm not a big college football but guy. But at the same most, time, oh, I will watch a, games that matter. There's a lot. Right? Of, there's a lot of people out there that say college football is better than the NFL. See, I, Mel Kiper's Players draft have, board just came out. Right, it just came out today. The first pick of that draft, Mel Kiper had to the Cleveland Browns, was Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. And a lot of nonchalant college football fans like me would not know who Josh Allen is at all. University of Wyoming. Name one person that watched the University of Wyoming football game this year. Maybe people in Wyoming. What's your point here, though? Are you saying there is a lot matter? of games that don't matter? The universe. No one saw supposedly the, the best. That's the best thing about college football. Best players come from nowhere. There's a big games any so you just any game is a big game. Any game is not a big game. Yes. So KU and K State's a big game in Kansas, but nowhere else. KU, the worst college football team in the last ten years. We live We're right outside bowl of games, Kansas. Though. Yeah, bowl KU games, doesn't have any bowl, bowl games. Make or break players. Yeah, bowl games are the last football game for most people. Exactly, and they're that's big, why they don't say, matter. And no one cares. Big games. I don't care about a guy that is on the bench and it's his last game that he gets to suit up in. I'm talking NFL draft prospects. Okay, NFL draft prospects. They're going to the NFL. They don't even care it's their last game. They're like, get me out of here so I can get paid. 
Anyway, the national championship game. Unbelievable game. Georgia blew the lead again. But I'm not surprised. I, in the back of my head, the whole game, I was like, Bama's going to make a run. And I'm going to point to a game, the a play in the game that I think everybody should pay attention to. And that was that fourth down touchdown that no one talks about. Tonga Valoa is rolling left, and he threw, threw it in the end zone. And somehow Calvin Ridley caught the pass. How is nobody talking about that play? Fourth and goal, that could have been the game right there, right? So this is unfortunate. Uh, I hate Bama. No one likes Alabama, including Nick Saban himself. I'm just kidding. But I just don't think – I don't like Alabama. No one does. Uh, they'll be back next year. They're already projected number one. Actually, they're not. Clemson's, Clemson's number, number one. Bama's number two. And who the, the Ohio State number Who are you projecting to win it all next year? We're already starting this talk. You have to. I don't even know New anything year. about the game. See, here, here's the issue about the teams. Of course I'm going to take Alabama. Why not? Why should it? Tell me a reason why I shouldn't. Texas is hungry. Texas is... Are they top 10? Not yet. They're not. Okay, is what I thought. You have to at least be top two to be Bama. I guess Auburn was, isn't. Mm-mm. But, you know, I just feel like Bama's going to win it this year. But we still have a long... Just uh, tune into our college football preview in August, and we'll tell you who we actually think is going to win it. Texas, all the way. As you can tell, this guy's a homer. Sam Ellinger. I got the Kansas Jayhawks in. Easy now. (laughs) This has been the Scouting Report, so I hope you enjoyed what you heard. Catch us next Thursday. Get a recap of the games this weekend and a Super Bowl preview. This is Kay Dix. Michael Michael Barnett. And we will talk to you next week. See you later. Amazing.